Welcome to Private Club Radio, the industry's first and only program dedicated to education, news, events, trends and announcements. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Welcome to another edition of the show. So happy to have you here with me. I love shining the light on unique or outside-the-box concepts that clubs can use to delight members and even attract new ones. So on that note, today I'm joined by Nick Weir from Nashville, Tennessee. Nick's company, Little Owl Entertainment, is one of the premier live event companies in the private club industry. Nick and his team deliver what he calls live experiences. They bring in live acts such as national recording artists to private clubs and put on a fantastic show for the members. Along the way, we'll discuss what makes Nick's shows so appealing to the entire family, some non-traditional advertising clubs can take advantage of, and we'll find out if Nashville is actually anything like the television show of the same name. Plus, we'll get Nick's picks for some Nashville must the next time you're in town, like the Association of Club Catering Professionals National Conference. <clears throat> hint, hint. That's August 28th through the 30th, by the way, for any of you club catering professionals. A few announcements before we bring Nick on. The Professional Club Marketing Association will be holding its 2016 Club Membership and Marketing Symposium Monday, June 6th from 8 to 5.30 p.m. at the Isleworth Golf and Country Club in Windermere, Florida. Topics will include Florida club trends, developing marketing communications and content, internal and external advertising, including 501c7 limitations, key factors for driving membership growth, usage, retention, and satisfaction, and leadership development. The three C's every leader must possess. That keynote will be delivered by my friend Rina Romano, who is a dynamic speaker you will not want to miss. I'll also be there too. I'll be talking about the seven elements of highly effective ads. To register for the event, visit askpcma.com. And the Florida chapter of the CMAA will hold their 2016 Club Management Summit at the Breakers July 31st through August 3rd. They've got a great lineup of speakers planned. I'll be speaking there as well. I'll be giving a presentation on millennials and how you can attract and retain them in your club. For more information, please visit flcmaa.org. By the way, I am not a Florida snob. If you have any industry announcements you'd like me to make, whether you're in Boise or Des Moines or anywhere in the world, I'd love to make them for you. Just visit privateclubradio.com, click on the contact page, and fill out the form. I'd love to make that announcement for you or your association. This episode of Private Club Radio Show is brought to you by Wild Style Media, an award-winning media firm and a leader in high-end audio and video production. Wild Style Media offers full-service media production, post-production, and creative solutions for your company or brand. Contact us today at wildstylemedia.net or call 813-358-6588 today. I'm happy to be joined today by Nick Weir, founder of Little Owl Entertainment. Nick has years of experience in playing live music, hosting events large and small, working in the hospitality industry, and touring all over the country. For Nick, his passion for music and entertainment permeates his life outside of work just as strongly. A self-described sucker for live events, Nick can just as often be found among the fans as back behind the curtain. 
Whether at work or play, you can bet that Nick's ears perk up when the music starts and that he's always ready to take Little Owl Entertainment and your event to the next level. Nick has years under his belt now, touring with top-tier artists such as Rascal Flats and Train and running nationwide marketing campaigns sponsored by JCPenney, Dodge, Country Financial, and the Air National Guard. Nick is also the production assistant for country music artist Hunter Hayes. Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Gabe. Happy to be here. So you are calling live from Nashville. How is Nashville right now? Oh, it's great. It's uh, starting to look a little more like springtime, so there's a couple more smiles <laughs> around the Nashville area. <laughs> I know. I used to live up north, and you'd have those gray winter days, and, and sometimes it's just sort of depressing <laughs> after a while. So it's nice <laughs> when, the, when spring comes around, the flowers are out, and the sun come, peeks out from behind those clouds. I love it. Well, uh, give That's us a little history of Little Owl Entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, started this idea when I was um, kind of in between uh, touring gigs. Um, in the music industry, it's, uh, it's more common to have an independent contractor gig than a, a, a salary full-time position. Um, so I had uh, tour managed a couple different uh, brand tours through marketing companies. Um, and when the tour is up, you know, you're kind of looking for the next thing or Hoping the marketing company has something else around the around the corner for you, um, and at this particular time, that wasn't necessarily the case. So, um, one of my uh, old bosses and now one of my really good friends, Three Carpenter, was actually running a club here in Nashville. Uh, we moved here coincidentally at the same time. <coughs> Excuse me, and he, uh, you know, had me come over and help out with some of their uh, events they're putting on, and just um, kind of helping run the show over there and. One particular event uh, we wanted to do was a Riders in the Round event, and uh, every every single you know busser, bartender, waitstaff, uh, and people in the management office had some kind of musical talent or was connected to the music industry. It was truly incredible to see. Uh, so when we hosted this first Riders in the Round event, all of the people that played it were actually. Um, employees of the club it's okay. a really really cool thing nice. um, so all the members came out to watch this event i think we had about two to three hundred there the first time and uh they kind of gave me the reins to, to book the talent and design the room bring in the sound and lighting company and kind of uh just produce the whole event and while the event was going on i thought you know i don't really know anyone that's doing this so i would love to be the first and and take this cool unique nashville experience across the country so um, that's when I started my company um, a little over three years ago now, and we've been very blessed to team up with some big organizations in the private club world like uh, PCMA and CMAA and produce some of their big conference events. Um, and we've also started branching out and doing some uh, corporate events here in Nashville and around the country as well. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of how we got started and where we are today. So yeah, so sort of walk me through what you can actually do for private clubs. You actually create a custom experience for clubs, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so it's uh, you know it's it's my background. I, I grew up playing live music. I played drums in the band for a long time, um, and the dream was to be a rock star drummer someday. And when I got a little bit older, um, in my college years, I I realized that's uh, kind of a tough. Uh, goal to to achieve not that it's unachievable but 
I, I started seeing that, you know, maybe I should pick something else. And so I really got engaged in the hospitality industry and just really loved working with new people, meeting new people. And um, I was in college when I learned of CMAA and just really loved the, the whole country club atmosphere and how busy it is. Um, mm-hmm. I consider myself a, a, a busy bee. If I'm not working, I'm, I'm sleeping. So whether I'm on <laughs> store or, or at home, I'm definitely always always trying to stay on the grind um but yeah so when when i learned a lot about country clubs it was just kind of an eye-opening experience for me and how many different departments there are um so i had i had an internship i had a couple different jobs with clubs again while i was in between music touring and all of that and i learned that you know the event planners and the membership directors they've got their hands full as it is um and they they do I mean dozens of events a year and events that pop up every day you know that's that's a pretty common thing in, in sure. the club world. So what what I've tried to master and um, it's it's always a, a evolving um, and growing uh, concept I guess is what I, what I am and what I would love to be for the club world is that third party vendor that outside expert that comes in and says hey. You guys have got enough going on as it is. Let me help produce this next experience for your members and for your staff and just take the reins, take the stress out of planning for you. So our entire uh, company, what we do is we plan, they host. It's that easy. That's kind of our slogan. Truthfully, we want them to say, Nick, we've got this event going on. We don't have any talent. We don't really even know where we're going to have it yet. We just know we have to have this event. What do you think? And that's where I sit there and brainstorm with uh, with the client or the, the club manager and say, well, what's something you haven't done before? Um, you know, where where haven't you had an event on your golf course or down at the grounds building or, um, you know, the ballroom is always kind of a go-to. But I try to force them to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. And then when uh, we get talking about musical talent, it's, well, what, what do you guys typically have there? Um, the exciting answer for me is, well, we don't really have musical talent here. We don't hire bands a lot. Um, so that's where I get to be really creative and, and throw out a bunch of different ideas for them. So. And the artists um, that you're bringing in, these are national touring recording artists. These aren't just the, the, the local yokels down at the corner bar, right? Yeah. And that's a, you know, a pretty common thing in the club world that, uh, most club, uh, event managers or even general managers have some kind of musical connection in that town. Um, so my goal is, hey, let's bring in someone from Nashville, someone that's doing really big things from an up-and-coming singer-songwriter who's going to be signed to a music label in the next year or so, or someone that uh, wrote a hit country song that you'd hear on the radio and be like, oh, Carrie Underwood wrote that song, when actually, no, uh, this guy wrote it instead. Wow. Um, so it, it just kind of gives those club members and, and managers a, a inside look at what Nashville's all about. Um, and we, we have contacts with you know, the top touring artists as well. Um, people that have been on or won The Voice or American Idol. Um, people that have <clears throat> been in the band for, you know, touring artists such as Jerry Underwood, Gretchen Wilson, um, Rascal Flat. So it's just kind of a cool, cool dynamic to bring into a private club that's not used to having any kind of music event, let alone a really, really talented either singer-songwriter group or a duo or a live band. So that's what we can offer them. 
That's awesome. And it's not just limited to country music, I would think. Are there any other types of artists or any type of acts that you can bring into clubs? That's a great question, Dave. And um, I'll be honest, I was very, uh, very biased moving to Nashville. And I was almost skeptical at first because I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know if I really like country music, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, and what I quickly learned is that, you know, country music is definitely the staple in Nashville, but it's not the only thing. There's so many different genres of music. And you might have a, uh, a singer-songwriter that grew up listening to hip-hop or rock or folk. Um, but then they do co-writes and, and write songs with other artists that are just straight country or something that's very different than that. So what's really cool is a lot of the genres and sounds that you hear on the radio and on CD these days are not necessarily just made from artists that are in that genre pool. Um, so we're you know blessed to have a, a large roster of artists and singer-songwriters that we know now from dueling piano acts that are almost stand-up comedians nice um to indie folk artists to um you know uh, hip-hop uh rock um yeah just kind of all across the board so it's really really cool because when you see the event you're like oh wow i didn't i didn't think this guy from nashville was going to sound like that and it turns out you know it, there's a little bit of every genre in, uh, in people's styles here so well, that's excellent. So how do you have this network of artists? I mean, I know you've been in the industry, you've been, you've been on tour with some of them, but um, tell me about the network. I mean, do you have a certain roster of acts that you, that you can call upon or you take requests from clubs? How does that all work? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, I've, I've been blessed to be in Nashville a little five years now. And uh, when I first, when I first moved here, someone said something to me that I'll, I'll never forget. They said, uh, well, you know, just prepare yourself because Nashville is a college town. And I took it the literal meaning of like, oh, yeah, there's a couple colleges there. There's Vanderbilt and Belmont. And they're like, no, 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 it's, it, it's a college town. That it took four years to truly graduate and understand how to work Nashville and how Nashville can work for you. And I didn't really know what that meant until I got into it. And sure enough, the first year you're here, you're lost. You're the freshman. You're trying to um, meet people and get your name out there, but you don't really know where to go, who to meet. Second year or your sophomore year that you live here, um, you you know kind of start recognizing people, recognizing the hot spots to go to discover new talent or just to go hang and watch a good band. Um, but you're still a little bit lost. Third year or the junior year, okay, you, you kind of understand Nashville a little bit. You get you know, what that guy does and what that woman does and um, some of the bigger names in the industry, like people that you'd like to get in touch with and have the hot spots to go. But by your senior year or your fourth year in Nashville, um, you're kind of the pro. You, you know a lot of people, you're very well established. You've got your name out there. You've tried on a bunch of different things, worn a bunch of different hats in the industry. And people, people can kind of recognize your face and your name. And then after you graduate or moving into your fifth year that you've been here, um, it's go time. And you're kind of the, the industry professional, if you will, okay. um, where you, uh, you know, you, you know, someone that's in every department, every category of the industry. And so I say all that to, uh, to tell you that, you know, there is no true way that I find new talent or new talent comes to me. It's very organic. 
And that's one thing I really love about Nashville. It's very organic and, uh, you know, it's very innovative and, and friendly and people are always trying new things and, um, really just putting themselves out there. I, uh, I have a, a cheesy saying that I tell people all the time that Nashville is music city and everyone's happy in Nashville <laughs> because it's a city built off of music. Music makes people happy. Therefore everyone's happy. There you go. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it's such an easy conversation starter game to just say, you know, sitting on a bar stool next to a guy or, next to someone in church say what do you do oh no you're in the music industry tell me about that (laughs) and so it's just so cool to connect with people in the most random ways so through all of that i have you know a uh, i guess i'd call it a a roster of artists that you know they're not signed to little owl entertainment we're we're not a management company or or a record company but more of a, a promoting company that you know i love every single artist and singer songwriter that we work with and uh, we develop a, a friendship, first of all, because I, uh, I only want to work with good people that I know will, will be good to uh, the audiences that I'm putting them in front of. Right. And so uh, so we establish that connection first. And, and then the, you know, the rest is kind of history after that. And get to watch them do their craft and, and uh, have a great time and network and meet new people on their own. And if those club men, um, members or managers that have their own companies want to book them individually after that and they don't go through me hey i'm just happy that they're doing what they love so um i like to think of us as kind of like the stepping stone between being the lost artist and signing that big record dealer kind of getting your name out there nice that's very cool now i would argue that uh booze has a lot to play in the role of dashville being a happy town because <laughs> There's a lot of bars and a lot of drinking establishments there, so <laughs> it might not you know, funny. It might not just it's, be the uh, music, but <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a social setting. No, it's uh, Broadway, and if anyone that's listening has been to Nashville, you've probably heard of Broadway or been to Broadway. It's the main street downtown Nashville, and uh, uh, I remember the first time I I came down here, I was blown away how talented people are but yeah they definitely like to have a good time and uh, people are drinking and dancing and that's what makes Nashville fun you know there's not a there's not a dead day of the week every single day is on people are always out there having fun so um so yeah it's definitely a, a fun city they got to hire you at the Chamber of Commerce. You're a good representative of Nashville. <laughs> All right. That's a Nick. good idea. <laughs> um, so there are events and then there's experiences. Uh, you guys put on experience. And what's the difference to you and what makes it so special? Yeah, thank you for asking that. And that, um, you know, in the three three plus years that um, that this company has been in existence, it's been a, a very... Um, evolving process and you know learning from from uh, the certain clubs and clients and corporations that we've worked with in terms of what people need and what isn't being done and the entrepreneur center I belong to would say what's the problem that you're solving um, is you know truly something that we want to be known for and that is creating an experience my definition of an event is a social gathering that uh, might be an annual event or a monthly event or a weekly event that people do just because they kind of have to do or um, it's on their calendars. So they go to that event. And don't get me wrong, I've been to some great events that 
that go through all the time, and they're, and they're just fine. An experience is something that Disney World created and Universal Studios created um, and, you know, Opry Land in Nashville created in that when you walk in the doors, you're truly, you transform into a different place, into a different person. You're a little kid again. And um, that's something that we really try to tap into with our company and, and our clients is, hey, what's something you guys have never done before? And let us help you create the experience from the second the people walk in the door to the second they leave. Maybe we can just go to a bar, especially Nashville, and watch a great band. Um, but what can what can we do together, the client and, and Little All Entertainment, and develop an experience that your members are going to be like, oh my God, that was so well done. I can't believe you know all the detail and the flow of it all. And everything was just right at our fingertips the whole time. From where the bar was placed, where the food was placed, um, where the photo booth was, the fun little um, name tags or guitar picks that we got, um, the the clown walking around, whatever you want to um, call it. And that's where we really are blessed to team up with, uh, with the clients from the beginning and say, hey, what's your thing? You don't have one? That's fun. Let's create one together um, and really build that experience from the very beginning. That's that's what we do, and that's what we want to be known for. Yeah, so this is full-service event planning. It's not that you're just coming in and putting on a concert or a show. You're actually helping the event coordinators at these clubs and the event directors and catering directors actually put on this entire experience. Exactly. And and we uh, we say on our website and, and every client that I uh, talk to for the first time, it's like, hey, my goal in, in working together is to make you the client look like the hero. We want your members, your guests to think that, um, you know, when they walk through the door, if, if Karen is the event coordinator, we want the members to think that Karen did this entire thing by herself. Nice. And, and we're absolutely fine with that. We love seeing those people happy and say, Oh, Karen, you're the hero. You did this entire thing. You know, it, it's, I hate to say it's all about perception, but no one needs to know that that, you know, what what we did from the member standpoint, we want the clients to hire us and say, "Hey, we're slammed right now. We we don't even have time to process a thought for this event coming up. Can you save the day? Can you come in?" And it's like, "Absolutely, we would love to make you look like the hero and, and take the stress off your plate." That's awesome. Yeah, so it's almost a white labeled experience that you come in and, and and handle for these folks. That's great. That's excellent. Well. Well, if you think of any, uh, if you think of any wedding, you know, I, I haven't been to many weddings where there's not someone that's the wedding coordinator, or the wedding planner, right? And those people have that industry and those jobs for a reason because it's the it's the most important day, especially in the bride's life. So the bride can't be doing all of it. Like you need someone to say, "Hey, here's my vision. Let me give it to you, and and I trust you to make it." an amazing experience and that's that's what they do all right so i know you probably have your ear to the ground not only in music but in 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 terms of actual you know trends and in events like you mentioned a few things you know what what type of performers or what type of uh activities are you seeing that's that's becoming popular right now um in terms of the, the club world or just in general just in terms of like big events, like uh, or big experiences, I should really call them. So, are there any you know types of performers, for instance, like okay, uh, magicians are really hot right now, or something like that? <laughs> I'm sure that's not the case. But is there anything out there that you see with with your ear to the ground that that's that's becoming popular, that's trending? 
Yeah, no, it's a great question. And um, I, I think the easy answer would be on the music side to say that country music is is bigger than it's ever been in the existence of, of music history right now. And I mean, it's it's not common that you hear country songs on pop uh, radio stations. So um, what's been really cool for us is the clients that just reach out to us, that find us online or get referred to us because they know that when it comes to the country music thing, that's kind of our, our bread and butter. We've mastered that. Um, so like uh, performance-wise, I, I would have to say, you know, just the whole singer, songwriter, country thing, uh, and people that have seen the show Nashville on ABC, that can't tell you what that's done for the city. Oh, it, that's it, been great. So is it, is, it, put is, it on, is the show anything like reality? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on who you talk to. Uh, <laughs> I would say there's bits and pieces of it that's very, very true. And from, you know, me, I live on a tour bus probably half of the year. And um, it, it does get tough. And it's, it's a... It's a struggle that you don't know until you're thrown into it. Um, but the fact that, you know, that show with the name Nashville has been on millions of TVs all over the world for the last couple of years, it's kind of put Nashville on the map. So people that didn't like country music, like country music, or at least interested in going to visit Nashville, learn about Nashville. So um, I do have to applaud the creators of that show because they've definitely done wonders for the city. Um, in terms of... Uh, other things to answer your question, Gabe, um, technology and social media is obviously bigger than it's ever been. Um, so one thing that we try to incorporate that a lot of our events or experiences is some kind of photo booth, something nice. that uh, people can walk away with that has a stamp date event name, whether it's a you know, bride and groom's name or the event party name um, that they can hang on the fridge or put in a frame and keep forever. Um, but uh, on top of that, they, they want the photo right now. It can't be printed. So um, having those photo booth companies, they've gotten really intelligent and connecting it to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram right away. So you can put it live on the Internet immediately after that photo is taken. Um, and I know that clubs um, may, have, may have had a little bit of a struggle in kind of adapting that. And how do I get um, social media to work for my club? Um, but man, I tell you, uh, the photo booth is bigger than I've ever seen it. And, uh, any events that club, uh, clubs host, I would, I would challenge them to have some kind of photo booth or something fun that their members can put online, um, immediately and, you know, tag the club or have the club, uh, themed party name, you know, in there. So those potential members or, um, prospective members that, kind of looking at it and like, oh, I don't know if we're enjoying it. You see all these members having fun, you know, the night of the event. That's a pretty cool uh, uh, marketing and recruiting tool. To have, right. So. Especially for clubs that, you know, they're maybe a 501c7 or they have this nonprofit status. And a lot of times in their bylaws, they're not allowed to do any traditional advertising. That's actually a great way that you can market your club by showing it by, you know, having other people tell the story for you, you know, with their great photos and show people how much fun they're having. So that's, that's awesome advice, Nick. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just, you know, another uh, thing to answer your question is I know it truthfully depends on the theme of the event, but we try to do something, you know, wacky and wild from, um, if it's a, a Texas state fair event, 
you know, have a cowboy on stilts walking around. Nice. Um, to, um, you know, just something that people aren't going to expect when they walk in there. So um, I guess it's kind of a tough question to answer because there's not like one hot thing when it comes to other forms of entertainment other than music. Um, but that's where we really like to be creative and, and uh, reach out to, to new contacts and things that we didn't even know existed yet. Um, and be like, oh, why don't we bring that in and show people that for the first time at this event? Right. And I think a good point you made there is that, you know, country music is is becoming a lot more mainstream. And, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that country music, I always thought, you know, that's just not my thing. I went to Nashville. I was at a conference last year. Um, you were at that one as well, the Professional Club Marketing Association Conference. And mm-hmm. I went to the Country Music Hall of Fame and I really got a, a, a real appreciation for the craft being out there. And beyond that, I realized that a lot of artists I liked, I didn't really even consider country are really country music artists. So, you know, Johnny Cash and some of these other guys. Um, and it's, it, there's really a lot of history, deep, deep, deep roots come out of um, country music in Nashville. So it was pretty cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. I actually went to the Johnny Cash Museum um, a couple of weeks ago and I've lived here for five years and it's just never really been on my list of things to do until I did it. And then it was like, wow, everyone's got to see this. It's, it's, historic it's unbelievable um so Nashville's really cool that it offers things like that the country music hall of fame and the Ryman auditorium Opryland, and those those very touristy things but they're also you know legendary um, pieces of, of history in nashville and country music absolutely and country music is just appealing to a, a wider audience these days it's it's much more mainstream and so whether your membership um you know every every membership's a little bit different you've got clubs that are younger they have a lot of families and um, and then you've got, you know, a lot of older members. And I think everybody, country music is sort of one of those genres that can really, really bring everybody together. You're absolutely right. And it's, it's, um, it's definitely more family friendly than it's ever been. And, um, you know, we, we call it weekend warrior touring in, in the, uh, the country music world where we mainly do shows, um, with the bigger artists on Thursday, fr- Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. And sometimes Sundays because that's when the kids are out of school, uh, or could have the next day off where you know if they travel for a show or an event, um, you know they're not going to be missing school, but they do that because they know that they can sell more tickets when it's a little bit more family friendly. Um, selling on a on a Tuesday night, you know, for a big concert might not work as well or sell as much. So, um, but the cool thing about country clubs is you know you're right down the street from um, <laughs> from your house and you know whether you get a babysitter so the parents can go to the event or something that I've always kind of challenged the new uh, uh, membership clients that we're working with is, hey, why not have two different events in one night, one for the kids, and I'll, I'll have our artists or songwriters go in there and play for them um, while the parents are grabbing a, grabbing a glass of wine or appetizer in the other room. Um, and then the uh, kids go back to you know watching a movie or the babysitting thing and then the artists come over and play at the big show for the parents that way it keeps the whole family involved um and some of those clubs we, we've worked with are like hey no we need to have a family event for everyone um in one setting so um that helps us out when hiring the talent so like hey we need someone that's going to be great with you know uh, people of all ages awesome excellent all right nick you have a passion project can you tell listeners a little bit about it yeah, sure. I've actually, uh, we've got three passion projects that we're launching this year. 
um, here in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, I call them passion projects because I've been passionate about them for a long time, and I finally have written it down. I say a, a goal isn't a goal until it's written down, so I wrote it down at the beginning of this year, and I'm like, we're, we're doing those. We're launching those in Nashville, um, and I, I wanted the uh, listeners to, to know about them because some of them aren't uh, music-related, so this kind of can show what little all entertainment can potentially do for you and your club, um, even if it's not music-related. Um, so the first one is a, a basketball tournament that we're doing with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, my father started this tournament back in the 90s, and I took it over um, in the late 2000s um, in our hometown in Illinois. It's called Little Owl Hoop. And uh, what it is is about uh, 40, 50 guys and girls getting together uh, for a good cause for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, we close down the street here in Nashville. Um, it's close to local bars and restaurants. So people, if they're not playing in it, can actually come and sit and watch and enjoy the games. Um, but how we how we structure the tournament is um, it's not like most three-on-three basketball tournaments where you sign up as a team. You actually sign up individually um, and, and rank yourself as a player, either A, B, C, or D. Um, and then once you get there, we kind of draw names out of a hat and create a networking event where we pair you up with people that maybe you've never met before that are all different skill levels. Um, so that way, when you play another team, you know, you're evenly matched. There is no stack team, someone that is kind of destined to win the whole tournament. We make it kind of kind of fun, a little bit more uh, stress-free for people. So um, I bring that up because it's, it's not a music event and it's something that we uh, were excited about and we've done really well in the past. So, um, you know, if any clubs listening are interested in doing something like that, I'd love to talk with them about it. Um, and then uh, the next one is a event called Nashville Pop Night. Um, it's a variety show um, where it's a little bit of a classy, like award show feel where people have to get dressed up to go to it. Um, we have a great house band playing, um, but Nashville Pop Night is in there because Nashville, as you know, is known as country music capital of the world. Um, but some people here forget about pop music and that it does have a big uh, influence from, from Nashville. So um, the band is only allowed to play classic pop songs. And we have special guest artists from, you know, the biggest of the big, the up-and-comers that come up unannounced like an award show and sing a classic pop song. They can't sing their song, they have to sing a classic pop song. Um, so we're going to be uh, starting that here monthly starting in May. So if anyone's ever in Nashville and wants to uh, come check it out, just let me know. It is invitation only, so I'd like to extend the invite to you if you're in town. Um, and the third one is one that we're really excited about. Uh, definitely a little bit bigger scale, but uh, I've always dreamt of uh, creating my own live music festival. And so we're calling it Local Fest, um, where it's local musicians, local vendors, um, local people that... Um, really come out to just love and support what Nashville's all about. And that is, you know, local music of all genres of uh, across the board and also local vendors that could be a candle company in Nashville, a t-shirt company in Nashville, um, a real estate company, you know, all across the board. Um, so it's a place for people to get recognized. They're just starting their company um, or people that you recognize. They're just starting their band or, you know, starting the artist thing for the first time. So. Um, we're trying to do that this uh, this September. Um, I'll keep you posted, Gabe, with the dates. And uh, if again anyone's in Nashville would be interested, please hit me up, and we'll uh, we'll get you in there. Uh, but also wanted to let people know that it's something that 
we can also do it. You know, we could, uh, you know, create a little farmer's market, uh, bring in local vendors, local uh, companies, and local talent in that area. Um, we might need some help from them just to connect with those people, but um, something that we could definitely bring to your club as well. So those are the three passion projects. Awesome. I love that. And we'll put that up on your show page up on privateclubradio.com so people can check out and get a little bit more information about it. That sounds great. All right. So we've come sort of my last question of the interview. It's the question I ask all my guests. And I'm actually going to a- ask you uh, this question with a little bit of a twist. Okay. If you're ready okay. for that. <laughs> I'm ready. Bring it on. All right. So the question I ask all my guests is, is, is the bucket list question. If there's one club out there in the world that you've got to see before you die, what is it? But for you, Nick, if there's one honky tonk in Nashville, what is the honky tonk that I've got to go see a uh, concert in before I die? So, uh, what's, what's, what's what's the club and what's the honky tonk, Nick? Oh, that's a great question. I was not expecting that. Um, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, I think the the obvious answer um, a lot of people is I guess the national. Um, my uh, my father. I don't think I told you this, but my father was a, a huge golfer and just a golf fanatic. So much that uh, he named me after Jeff Nicholas. Oh wow! And uh, and so that's kind of where Nick and Nicholas comes from. But we grew up watching the Masters together, and um, you know, show me old clips of Jack Nicholas playing there and all of that. So it's just kind of this historic uh, place in my heart to uh, to go there someday and just to watch the Masters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would just be absolutely incredible. Awesome. Um, and then honky tonk. You got to say it that way, Dave. It's honky tonk. Oh, okay. I got to hit um, the accent right. Do <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have to pick one? Got to pick one. That's the rule, unfortunately. <laughs> I know it's tough. <laughs> um, Actually, I'm sorry. To... No, you can give me a couple. You can give me a list. People have done that. That's cool. <laughs> All right. I would have to say there's three of them. Um, first one is called the stage. Um, great name because it's it's a big stage uh it's a bar slash restaurant built to for everyone to have a good seat looking at the stage there's a balcony there's a couple different levels plus the talent there i think is is uh, untouchable to the rest of the talent on broadway everyone else is really good but that's kind of where you get the bigger uh acts and if a if a big country artist or um you know not country artist is in town and want to go karaoke style and sing a song, they go to the stage. Nice. Um, the next one would be Tootsie's. They call it Tootsie's World Famous. Um, it's now four levels. They've uh, done some remodeling. And that's the one that you go to where the fiddle player is on the bar across the room um, playing, you know, with the band. And it's just like, you walk in and you're just blown away. Like, wow, it's such a small place, but such a high energy place. So Tootsie's would be number two. And then um, my third and probably personal favorite is a place called Paradise Park. Um, my buddies play there on the weekend, and it's it's known as the Trailer Trash Bar. <laughs> um, there's a beat up NASCAR in there. There's astroturf, uh, green carpet on the floor. Um, there's tater tots that they sell in the back, but it's truthfully an experience and. Uh, you, you walk in there, you're like, I've never been in a place like this before, but the music is great and, you know, plenty of room to dance and have fun. So that's awesome. I'd say the, the stage, Tootsie, the world famous, and uh, Paradise Park Gamer should be on your bucket list. 
awesome. Thank you so much, Nick. So how do folks find out and book Little Owl Entertainment for their next experience? Yeah, if you go to uh, littleowlentertainment.com, that's owl like the bird. Um, uh, you can find all of our information on there. Um, also, my email is just nick, N-I-C-K, at littleowlentertainment.com. Um, yeah, if anyone listening would, would be uh, interested or is in need of, of uh, putting on a great experience at your club, we would love to help and uh, create that memory with you and your members. Nick, thanks so much for giving us that information and, and, and being on the show. It's been great speaking with you. Thanks so much for the time, Dave. I appreciate it. Nick's the nicest guy in showbiz. Well, you know, I've never actually been in showbiz myself, but I can say that, right? <laughs> He's a super nice guy. I've run into him at the CMAA, the PCMA conference as well. And he is just a wonderful human being. So hopefully you definitely check out his site, littleowlentertainment.com. And don't forget to check us out. Next week, we'll be speaking with Miles Tucker, general manager and COO at the very exclusive Hillcrest Country Club. Miles has built a very cool environment for both the members and his staff at that club. You're not going to want to miss that episode. By the way, that's the only club that I've ever heard of that actually has their own oil. They've actually got a oil production rig right there at the club, and Miles will tell us a little bit about that. For that reason alone, you've got to come back next week, right? Between now and next week, definitely check out privateclubradio.com. You can submit yourself or a colleague to become a show guest. You can subscribe so that you get this show every Monday, and you don't have to think about it. It just downloads right to your smartphone. You can do that one of two ways, privateclubradio.com slash iTunes if you have an iPhone and privateclubradio.com slash Android if you have an Android. I've tried to make it really simple for you. Those links will take you to some streaming services that will get each and every episode right on your phone every single Monday. Until next Monday, here's to your membership success. Just because this round is over doesn't mean you can't enjoy the 19th hole. Check out privateclubradio.com for more. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Shake Creative, the premier marketing and design firm helping prestigious clubs increase and retain their membership. Visit shaketampa.com to learn more. <laughs>